Welcome to this week's episode of Husky Talk. We are your hosts, Casey and Emily. Today we are going to be interviewing this year's Red Lantern winner. The Red Lantern is the award given to the person who finishes the race last. It is a symbol of perseverance and accomplishment. This year's winner is also a rookie. Please welcome to the show, Victoria Hardwick. Hello, Victoria. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. We are really excited to be interviewing you today. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, please? Sure. I grew up in eastern Washington, horseback riding, and uh, I graduated from high school, went to college in Spokane, Washington at Gonzaga, majored in biology, and then I substitute taught a little bit and worked um, at a dental office, and then I applied for dental school and went to dental school a few years later, graduated from dental school, and moved up to Bethel, Alaska, um, where I started working at the hospital there and running sled dogs about a month later. Thank you. Okay. Our first part of our show is we are going to test your Iditarod knowledge. We have five Iditarod trivia questions for you. Ready? Perfect. Yep. Who won the first Iditarod? Who won the first Iditarod? Oh, I don't know that off the top of my head. <laughs> it was Dick Wilmer. I know you're here. The first woman won, but I don't know the first. Yeah, I don't know. It was Dick Wilmer's. Over. Who has won the most Iditarods? Uh, I think it's between Susan Butcher and Rick Swenson. It was Rick Swenson, yes. Who founded the Iditarod? Uh, you know, probably the main one, I would say, is Robert Reddington Sr. Joe Reddington Sr., but yeah. Yep. How many dogs can a musher start with this year? Good job. I hope you know this one. What is the name of the award given to the musher that finishes the race last? Yes, good job. So now we're going to be asking you some questions. We knew you grew up in Conville, Washington. What was your childhood like there? I spent a lot of time outside. And I had a little dog that I kind of spent most of my time with, but... A lot of times walking around outside, running around in fields. I started horseback riding with friends when I was in junior high, Um, and then went after high school. That's cool. I did a lot of sports, um, and I did was very into science, and so I spent a lot of time doing extracurricular activities that were based around. Uh, like advanced science classes. That's cool. Can you tell us the reason why you moved from Conville to Alaska? I wanted to run sled dogs, which is a big reason. Um, I also wanted to live in Alaska. So those were kind of two main driving forces. When I finished dental school, I wanted to do public health dentistry, and I wanted to focus on native um, culture with that. And so looking around, Bethel had kind of the best of all those things. 
Um, but Colville, Washington is also close to a native reservation. The difference is, and I was a park ranger there um, after I graduated high school a little bit. And the culture there is very different. Where it's, it's more, you go to hear about it in a museum. It's not as alive. Um, and something that I really was drawn to in Alaska, when you still have that native culture very prominent, and it's still in, in a lot of ways, how it's been for thousands of years. So that was something that really drew me to Alaska. That's cool. Sorry. Explain to us why you chose to go into dentistry. Can you say that again? Explain to us why you chose to go into dentistry. Why I chose to go into dentistry. Yes. I really like helping people. I think that was kind of the bottom line, and I knew it was something I would do well with. Um, so I was looking at doing biotechnology. That was kind of my, my first choice. And then when I started pursuing that while I was in college, I realized it wasn't the life I wanted. Um, so applying for grants, needing to stay located near a large city, um, those were things that I wasn't, I didn't really want to do for the rest of my life. Um, so I, I grew up in a rural town and I wanted to live in a rural place when I was done. And so, uh, when I started looking at other careers from that, dentistry was just a really good fit. Oh, that's cool. At what age did you first learn about the Iditarod? I first heard about it probably with, like, the Disney show um, with Balto, where they were talking about getting out to Nome. We did study it in school a little bit. I don't know how old I was when I first heard about the Iditarod, though. Nice. Can you tell us how you became interested in mushing? I, you know, I'm not sure. It was something that I, I was, I had my heart set on moving to Alaska when I was in dental school. And then when I was just looking at things to do in Alaska and, you know, kind of things about Alaska, I read a lot of books. Um, mushing really stood out to me as something that I'd be interested in um, and something that I really wanted to do. And so when I moved there, um, I chose a location where I'd be able to do that um, and have that be part of my life. That's cool. Congrats on getting the Red Lantern Award. How do you feel about it? I have a lot of mixed feelings. I'm very proud of my dogs um, and myself for getting through the race. I think we learned a lot in the process of it. I, I think my natural drive is that I want to see my dog succeed and do well. And so I was really happy to see them finish. I think they have the ability to do a lot better, um, but I didn't know a lot of things going into that race that I think would have made a difference. And so, I, uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm very grateful for it. Um, and I'd prefer to not get it in the future. <laughs> yeah. Before the race, what place were you hoping for? You know, I was thinking that my team would probably be in the top 30 um, of the field. I had really good dogs, um, some that I at least some that I had purchased that had finished in the top 10 uh, the year previous. 
And so I was thinking with my experience um, and with the dog's abilities, I'd be somewhere in the top 30. Yeah. So talk to us about your experiences out on the trail this year. Uh, experiences on the trail. So I kind of realized very quickly that I had overloaded my sled. Um, and we have a lot of snow, which is something we're not used to in Bethel. In Bethel, it's very flat and very icy for the most part. And when it snows, it gets packed down quickly because we have a lot of snow machine traffic. Um, when we started at Anchorage, it was fairly warm. Um, and the snow was very soft and not deep, but slushy, um, which are conditions I'm not too used to. And so my sled had a hard time going through that. It was pretty heavy. So I knew my sled was heavy, and that was probably one of my biggest obstacles um, going through the race was I was constantly taking care of my dogs and then figuring out what I could leave behind out of my sled. Because I knew I had too much stuff, but I didn't know what to get rid of. Um, and so that was like a big focus um, during my race that I had. Uh, the trail was awesome. Um, so the first part of the trail was really beautiful. And I had done Northern Lights previously, so I was familiar with the first several checkpoints. And then past that, the, the steps were pretty unbelievable. Um, that was an adventure. I really liked Rainy Pass. I took a picture of my dogs at the top of the pass. Um, and I, I don't know. There's nothing quite like climbing a mountain with a dog team to just be in a completely different element. And then from there, going out to the coast, uh, that was good trails. Um, it, it was really rainy in parts of it and waterlogged, but... Uh, I thought the dogs did pretty well with all of it. Uh, the coast is beautiful. I really, really love Juneau with Cleet. And then going past that. And it was just really cool terrain. It was really neat to see. I ended up getting linked with uh, three people. Well, I would say two people. Well, there was Cindy Abbott. Uh, there was Cindy Galea. And then there was Jeremy. I'm not remembering his last name, and so I saw them at most of the checkpoints um, when we started going along, and so that was kind of nice because I got to know them a bit more, and then later on in the, late, the race, um, Blair had uh, fallen back, um, uh, and so then she, I saw her for a few checkpoints, and that was really, it was nice, it was fun. That's cool. What was your most stressful time during the race? The most stressful time was probably right before the safety checkpoint, um, before I got down to the blowhole. So still in the Topcock Mountains. My dogs didn't want to go up the hills. We don't really have hills in Bethel, and I don't know if they were just pretty worn out by then. Um, so they didn't want to go up the hills. So the only way they'd go up the hills is if I walked up the hills in front of them. Um, and then hook a, hooked a, the line to me. And so we went through the Topcock Hills like that. And then when I looked back, they were getting pretty dang tired. Um, so I stopped at the base of what looked like the largest hill um, so they could take a bit of a break. And so I was planning on breaking them there for about two or three hours so they could kind of recover a bit um, and then go up that last bit. 
And when I stopped them, I had sweated pretty good through almost, uh, I would say, three layers of my clothes, um, including down. So I started getting really cold. And I tried climbing in my sleeping bag and was still freezing. And I had new base layers, um, but the wind was pretty good, too. So I wasn't quite willing to change. Plus, I knew I had more hills to go through, so I didn't want to sweat through my only, like, spare clothing. Um, And so that was a pretty stressful time, just not being sure kind of where my dogs were at and what I'd be able to do without putting myself at risk. Yeah. You did great. That was probably my most stressful time. Nice. You did great in this year's race. Will you be participating again next year? I don't think we'll be doing it next year. Um, I'd really like to do Copper Basin um, or some of the 300-mile races and the distance races that have some of the more technical parts in it. I wasn't very good at all going through um, the steps, and so that was an area that I really felt like I needed to kind of learn how to do better. Um, So I'd like to try and focus on getting more familiar with that um, kind of terrain um, before doing it again, just so the dogs have a better chance with it. Nice. The next part of our show we call Lightning Round. We have five would you rather questions. We have five questions for you to answer as quick as you can. Ready? Okay. Champion or Red Lantern? I think champion. (laughs) Favorite dog? Buddy. (laughs) Hiking or fishing? Hiking. Washington or Alaska? Alaska. Siberian Huskies or Alaskan Huskies? Alaskan. (laughs) This question we ask all of our guests. If you could go on a sled dog trip with anyone, living or dead, who would you choose and why? Oh, George Atlas. Um, Why? I really feel like what he did created... I, I think he really made a history for sled dog racing for kennels and made it possible for people to see that being a lifestyle. Um, and especially during his age, um, sled dogs were dying out so much in the village where people were replacing them with snow machines. And I felt like what he really did made a mark on the sport and the state. And he also knew so much intuitively about dogs. So I feel like I'd really learn a lot. Um, if I could go on a sled dog uh, run with him. That's cool. Finally, what is your favorite song on your iPod? Mm, You know, I I don't actually know the names of all the songs on my iPod because someone put them on for me uh, a few days before the race. Um, But I'd probably say some kind of 80s music, though. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you. 
Thank you for being on our show today, Victoria. It was a great experience for us, for us and our listeners. We hope you have a great day and rest of your week. Thank you. Special thanks to our guest, Victoria, for being on our show this week. Subscribe to us on iTunes and tune in next week. We would also like to give credit to Hobo Jim for our theme song, the Iditarod Trail song. Victoria's favorite kind of music is 80s music. Now enjoy a clip from Take On Me.